Basketball teams are entering the final month of the regular season as they gear up for the playoffs. While some teams are locks to make the playoffs, like your Los Angeles Lakers and Los Angeles Clippers, others are still fighting for their opportunity to chase the trophy this summer. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. That sounds like a good deal to me. Turning $1 into $100 is simple. Pick any basketball team to win their next game, and if during that game the team of your choosing hits a three, you bring home $100 in free bets. It's that simple, folks. That's 100 to 1 odds on the team of your choosing to hit a three. They don't even need to win the game. This year, teams have been hitting threes at an unprecedented pace. So get in on all of the action with DraftKings Sportsbook before this offer ends. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a three. That's code TBPN to turn $1 into $100 in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. This is for new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. What's up, what's up, what's up, basketball fans? Just a little cameo, little music clip from Cameo just to whet your appetite. This is L.A. Courtside Podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, and I am your host, L.A. Ray, where we do analysis on Clippers and Lakers and other NBA news, of course. I want to start this first segment off uh, talking about the L.A. Lakers and their continued win-loss, 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 win-loss sort of, uh, I guess you can call that a streak, a uh, roller coaster that they uh, seem to be on nowadays, uh, in my opinion, as long as they win in some of these games until LeBron James and uh, AD gets back, that's okay. The last couple of games, uh, one on Thursday against the Boston Celtics that the Lakers lost 121-113, and then Saturday, April 17th, they lost to Utah. 127 to 115, the first of, uh, I'm sorry, they beat Utah, I'm sorry, 127 to 115 in uh, uh, the first of back-to-back games against Utah. Starting that first game off against uh, uh, Boston, uh, that's a game that the Lakers just, 
that's really had no shot of winning, I would say. Uh, of course, without AD, without LeBron, and without Drummond. And you have a guy like Jalen Brown going off 17 for 20 for 40 points, which is probably the best game of his NBA career, I would think. I mean, think about that. 17 out of 20 from the field. Three of five from three-piece land. 40 points. He was just unstoppable. Nothing that the Lakers were going to do with that. And then the rest of the Celtics um, uh, supported him. You had uh, Jason Tatum score 14, uh, Thompson 14, Kimba 12, Marcus Smart 15. They had some balanced scoring. Uh, So the Lakers really were just just not going to win this game with Jalen Brown going off like that. Uh, As far as the Lakers go, Gasol had a pretty good game. Uh, 21 minutes, 7 out of 10 from the field because, again, uh, Andre Drummond did not play in this game. So uh, Gasol came in in his place and played pretty well. 18 points. That's a that's a pretty good sign. I think the coaching staff is still figuring out how to rotate Drummond and Gasol into this lineup. Now, obviously, Drummond, is, if healthy, is going to start all of these games. And Gasol is a guy that's going to come off the bench. It's just a matter of how much playing time he's going to get. Now, of course, Montrez Harold is listed as a, a center. But, of course, he's only 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, um, but he's going to get a lot of playing time, of course, as well. But you can have Harold and Gasol in the game at the same time or Harold or Drummond in the same time. You can't have Gasol and Drummond in there at the same time. So, uh, Coach Vogel, he'll he'll figure it out. He'll figure out how to get uh, Gasol some meaningful minutes because I still think uh, he has something to offer when it comes to playoff time. Kyle Kuzma against Boston, only 5 of 14 from the field, 13 points. Uh, Schroeder only had 8 points in this game. So, again, this is just a game that the, um, the Boston Celtics were firing on all cylinders, especially Jalen Brown. I mean, how many times will will you see an NBA player go 17 out of 20 from the field? I mean, that's just sick. Dude was killing it. Jalen Brown, of course, a very, very good basketball player, man. So they were pretty much out, man, outgunned, I would say, in that particular game. Now the game that they won, of course, against Utah, 127-115. Again, that is a good win against the number one team so far in the Western Conference in the Utah Jazz. Um, but it was kind of disappointing. Well, I would say this. They, they won the game, so that's a good thing for all Laker fans, Laker Nation, Lake Show. They did win the game, but they blew a 12-point lead in the fourth quarter. The game ended up going to overtime, and then the Lakers prevailed uh, by that 127-115 to 115 score. Now, in this game, you have a guy, Utah Jazz. Now, with them, they didn't have their top three players as well, Rudy Gobert, uh, Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley all out. But then again, you know, you could say, well, the Lakers, you know, they didn't have their big two, of course. LeBron James, AD, did not play. So that's kind of like a wash. But Ilyasova, Ersan Ilyasova, he came out firing. He does, I believe, his first six three-point shots. Dude scored 20 points. He was killing them, killing them in the first quarter. They couldn't do nothing with this guy. And the rest of the team, I've, I've never seen a team like the Utah Jazz that shoots so many three-point shots. They lead the league in three-point attempts. And I do believe that three-point field goal percentage also leads the league. But they shot 
59 three-point shots. 59. 59 out of the 101 attempts was from three. Now, I'm telling you right now, I, I've, I've been one of the, the, the guys that are saying uh, Utah, I'm, I just don't see them making the Western Conference Finals. You know, you have to show me. Show me first. All those three-point shots that they're jacking up in, in the playoffs, man, they, you know, teams find a way to shut that down. You know, defenses, they, they, um, they, they, they pack it in. You know, they get tighter. Okay? That's, that's the word. That's the better phrase. The defenses get tighter. They tighten up in the playoffs. You're not be just jacking up all those threes like that. And, you know, if Utah's not hitting those threes, I, I just don't think they're going to be effective in the playoffs. Now, you know, whoever they end up playing in the first round, second round, or something like that, they'll probably beat those teams, unless, of course, it's the Lakers. But, um, you know, once you get close to the Western Conference Finals, I, I just don't see it with the way they play. I don't see that working in the playoffs. So it, it was just amazing to see them uh, jack up so many shots. Uh, Ingles, he was 6 out of 14 for 3, 20 points. And, um, no, I'm sorry, he was 6 out of 14 from the field, 6 out of 12 from 3-piece land for 20 points. Jordan Clarkson. Five out of 15. He shot 15 threes, only hit five of them, but he scored 27 points. You know, you know Bogdanovich, he shot eight three-point shots. I mean, I'm just sitting there watching this game in amazement. But the Lakers, you know, even without their, you know, their best two players, hey, they came out balling. Andre Drummond, 30 minutes, 10 out of 15 from the field. I'm telling you now, Laker fans, Lake Show, Laker Nation, when this guy gets starts to get comfortable in this offense, you're going to see, you're going to be happy with what you got. 27 points, eight rebounds. You know, the guy's just dominating down low. Now you can say, well, Rudy Gobert wasn't, wasn't playing. Okay, I give you that. But I don't think it matters too much, uh, Rudy Gobert or anybody else. When this guy is on his game and he's, he's, he's getting that pick and roll action going, he can be pretty much unstoppable. Pretty much unstoppable. Dennis Schroeder, 11 out of 24 from the field, scored 25 points. Played a very, very good game. You know, they need this guy to be consistent. I've, I've stated this over and over again in, in past episodes. When Schroeder is consistent, you know, the Lakers can roll. The Lakers can roll. KCP, 8 out of 18 from the field, 5 of 12 from three-piece land. He scored 25 points. Played a very, very good game. Very good game. Kyle Kuzma, only 13 points. He only shot the ball six times. That's, that's definitely not enough for Kuzma. Um, we, we all know what Kuzma is capable of doing. Uh, in this particular game, though, I guess maybe Drummond, Schroeder, and, and Caldwell Pope took the majority of the shots. So that's fine. You know, spread the love. Spread the love around. And Markeith Morris was 4 of 12 himself for 10 points. Uh, Harrell, 5 out of 7. He scored 12 points as well. Now, in that fourth quarter, though, the, the Lakers are just missing a bunch of shots, and they was also turning the ball over. We all know that the Lakers lead the league in turnovers. And in this particular game, they turned it over 14 times, but about four or five of those turnovers were in that fourth quarter. And Taylor Horton Tucker, as much as I like him, young kid, I keep saying he's only 20 years old, and he was three or five from the field, scored eight points. But sometimes this guy, man, he, he thinks he's like Magic Johnson or somebody. You know, he'll drive down the lane, you know, a couple of guys draped all over him, and, you know, he, he, he jumps up into no man's land in the air somewhere and tries to do some behind-the-back pass or something like that. Kid, you need to stop all of that, man. 
you know, let the game come to you. You know, don't try to be the hero. Don't try to be the hero. You're not Magic Johnson or anybody like that. You know, play your game. Play your game. And if you play your game, you know, you'll serve the Lakers really, really well. So he scored eight points. And, again, that's, that's, that's okay for him. But he has to learn how to take better care of the basketball. This whole Lakers team, they have to take uh, better care of the basketball. Uh, Keith Morris, he turned the ball over four times. Really a couple of really, really bad bad turnovers. It seems like sometimes the Lakers get kind of lackadaisical with the basketball, a little bit lazy, and, um, you know, they have to stop that. Now, uh, you know, the critic may say, well, L.A., last year they, they were in the top five in the NBA in turnovers as well, and they won the championship. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But, you know, will you be able to sustain that? You know, was that just a stroke of luck? You can't be turning the ball over. Now, if you don't turn the ball over, you know, this year, uh, like you did last year or during the playoffs, then maybe you'll have an easier road to making it to the uh, Western Conference Finals and winning the championship. So you have to take better care of the basketball. Or the Lakers, they have to take better care of the basketball. So right now the Lakers are sitting at 35-22. and 22. Not a bad record in the uh, Western Conference. And news came out uh, a few days ago that AD is – Almost there. Um, some thought he may have even played against Utah. Now, the next game for the Lakers is Monday night uh, against Utah. And um, I don't think he will play in that game, but you never know. So sometime next week or uh, this particular week coming up, uh, we may see AD back in the lineup. And that would be a welcome, welcome, welcome addition for the fans of L.A. Uh, maybe... Thursday or a Saturday, they have the back-to-back at Dallas. Maybe that's when he comes back. Or maybe at the very least, the following Monday, April 26th, against Orlando. You know, maybe they'll bring it back then. As far as LeBron James, uh, from what I'm hearing, I still think that he's maybe at least two weeks away. You know, maybe three at the most. So let's hope that, uh, that both of those guys come back soon. And once you get them back then, you know, they get acclimated to the way um, Andre Drummond plays and Ben McLemore just get acclimated, you know, back with the boys, back with the late show, and then let's just go to work, baby. Let's go to work, see what happens. There's still a, a lot of games left, maybe 20 or so games left to be played. You know, seeding is uh, going to be very important. And uh, one thing is that, you know, fans are starting to come back to the game now. I believe in the Staples Center they're allowing around 2,000 or so fans uh, to uh, attend these games. So that's a that's a good thing as well. You can kind of see the difference. I was watching a couple of games, other games today, of which I'll talk about in my second segment. And it just um, sounded really good to hear actual fans in there rooting for their particular teams. So again, Lakers, got AD coming back. LBJ will be back maybe a couple of weeks or so, two, two and a half weeks. And when they come back, baby, it's time to ball. Let's get it on. Let's get busy. Best song ever. The best song ever from back in the 1980s, back in the day. NBA on NBC. In this second segment before I 
uh, touch on the L.A. Clippers. Just want to touch on a couple of games that were on the day that I looked forward to uh, on this Sunday. Miami against Brooklyn and the Pelicans against the Knicks. And let me start off with Miami and Brooklyn. Of course, anytime Brooklyn is on, I guess it's much, must, must watch TV. But every time they're on, they, they never have the big three together all at once. Of course, uh, you got Kyrie Irving. Uh, he did play today, coming back from his um, personal uh, issues, whatever's going on with him. James Harden is still out, but you did have Kevin Durant. And the Miami Heat, they're playing you know, pretty well right now. They're 29 and 28. This is a really scary team, by the way. Uh, they look pretty good today, and they didn't even have um, Jimmy Butler. Uh, playing today right ankle sprain but what happens in the first four minutes Kevin Durant gets injured he takes a knee to the thigh from uh, I believe it was Trevor Ariza and uh, he has what is being called now a deep thigh bruise and they took him out for the rest of the game and uh, in that four minutes he was three of three looked like he was on his way to having a very very good game scored eight points but they took him out so now at that point I'm thinking oh here we go again Kevin Durant's hurt James Harden, he's out. Kyrie Irving, you never know whether he's going to play or not. But with Durant, I can see why the Nets took him out of this game just to, you know, as a precaution. So um, they're saying it's pretty much just a deep thigh bruise, and he will be okay. He's sort of like day-to-day. But it was rather disappointing, though. Wanted to see, uh, you know, Kevin Durant out there balling. Um, the Miami ended up winning this game 109-107. and 107 on a last-second shot by uh, Bam Adebayo, who had a very, very good game, 9 of 16 from the field, 21 points. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, also of Miami, has 17 points. He played well uh, himself. Uh, Gordon Drogic, 18 points. So these guys, you know, they, 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 they really, really look solid. And again, they didn't even have uh, Jimmy Butler out there playing. Now for the Nets, uh, this name, uh, Clippers fans, should be uh, familiar to you. Landry Shamit had the best game of his career. 30 points, 10 out of 15 from the field, 7 out of 12 from three-piece land. He was killing them. He's the one that kept Brooklyn in the game. And, of course, when I was looking at that, the one thought I had was, oh, man, well, wouldn't the Clippers love to have him on their team instead of Luke Kennard? So that's my Luke Kennard jab for today. You know, you, got, you guys know I have to get one in on every episode, but Shamit played well. He played his uh, his uh, best game of the season. And for Brooklyn, again, I think the cohesion when it comes time to the playoffs is not going to be there, especially if they get deep into the playoffs because these guys still have not played together for, you know, for any uh, long period of time. And I just think it's going to catch up with them. I, I really, really think it's going to catch up with them. The injury issues with Durant. And now, you know, Harden has, you know, a little injury issue. And Kyrie, you just don't know what you're going to get with him. So, again, I don't think the Brooklyn Nets is going to win a championship. If they make it there with uh, any one of our L.A. teams, they will lose. Simply, simply as that. They will lose. The second game that, um, that I saw that was very, very interesting. Well, actually, it was the first game of the day. The New York Knicks who are playing very well. I believe they have won like seven games in a row now against the New Orleans Pelicans, who are on the outside looking in on the playoffs. I don't know why that team's not playing any better. I think Stan Van Gundy is an overrated coach. 
Um, that's another topic for another day, I guess. But, of course, the matchup everybody was looking uh, forward to was Julius Randle against Zion Williamson, and they did not disappoint. Zion scored 34 points on 13 of 23 from the field, and um, Randle scored 33 points himself. 11 out of 28 from the field. His field goal percentage wasn't as uh, good as Zion, but, I mean, these guys were balling, man. I mean, they were banging each other all game long. It was really, really fun to watch. And I'll tell you what, Julius Randle, again, I think I mentioned this in one of my prior episodes, uh, uh, everybody was expecting great things from him coming out of Kentucky when he came to the Lakers. Everybody knows the story. broke his leg, I believe, in game number 10 or something like that. And then, you know, his career was just – it was just average. It was just average. You know, now he goes to New York and the guy's just blowing up. The guy's a legitimate all-star. And what separates him from Zion, as far as the way that they play, is Randall, of course, can shoot shoot that pill from the outside. He was only two of eight from three-piece land, but he still can shoot. He can shoot the ball from the outside. Uh, Zion Williamson, of course, has more – much more athleticism than Julius Randall does. You know, that's Zion's game, getting out on the break, getting that ball down low. He's so quick. Dude's like light on his feet, man, even though he's a big dude. And he gets that ball in the paint, man, you can you can almost forget it. He had nine rebounds as well, five assists. He's a pretty good passer. Uh, Julius Randle also had uh, – he had ten assists, five rebounds. So both of these guys, they, they, they kind of put on a show. It was a really, really good game. And uh, that game went into overtime as well. And uh, the Knicks prevailed 122 to uh, 112. So I kind of like the way the Knicks are playing, though. 31 and 27. They're looking pretty good. I think it's good for the NBA if New York makes the playoffs, and it seems like they will. They're, like, so far the fourth-best team in the Eastern Conference, and they really look good. Uh, Reggie Bullock, you know, he was firing it up, man, three of five from three-piece land. You know, guy can get it done. R.J. Barrett, 18 points. And then, lastly, Derrick Rose. And, again, you know, earlier in the year when I was begging the Clippers to get a point guard. Now, they finally got one in Rondo, and that's that's great. But I actually wanted them before Rondo to even try to pick up Derrick Rose some kind of way. Derrick Rose in this game, 9 out of 17 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3-piece land, scored 23 points, 5 assists. I don't know why people thought Derrick Rose couldn't ball anymore. You know, he's not the Derrick Rose of the Chicago Bulls, the MVP Derrick Rose from back then. Dude can still ball. Dude can still ball. He is the perfect, perfect point guard to come off the bench for the New York Knicks. So those are two uh, very, very good games uh, today. I really, really enjoy watching that. My last segment, of course, will be on the L.A. Clippers, but they don't play until 10 p.m. at night. And yes, I am right now on Eastern Conference time or I'm in the Eastern uh, time zone, I should say. And so I have to wait until 10 o'clock to watch this game. And after this game is over, I will come right back with you and get my analysis on the Clippers game tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves. L.A. Ray coming right back at you after this quick music clip called Jam On It. Forget about you, baby. Told you I'd be right back in technology something. 
before I talk about the Clippers 124 to 105 shellacking of the Minnesota Timberwolves, that game just ended. Uh, when I recorded my last episode, I did not get a chance to briefly talk about the game that the Clippers had against the 76ers, where the 76ers uh, halted the Clippers' seven-game win streak with a 106-103 victory in Philadelphia. Philadelphia's record was raised at 39-17, and and it dropped the Clippers to 39-19. and No shame in losing to the Philadelphia 76ers, especially without your best player in Kawhi Leonard. That particular game, Philadelphia just came out on fire. They had a 17-point lead in the first quarter, 20-3. And it was an uphill battle from that point on. Now the Clippers made a valiant effort in coming back in this game. They only lost by three points and actually had a chance to tie it at the end. And uh, Marcus Morris Sr. missed a three-point shot that would have tied the game up and uh, put the game into overtime. But very, very good effort by the Clippers, again, without their best player, Kawhi Leonard, who the Clippers just kept out for precautionary reasons. Paul George had a very, very good game. He continues just to be on fire. 14 out of 29 from the field, 4 of 12 from three-piece land for 37 points. Very, very good game. Uh, Marcus Morris Sr., 15 points. Uh, He had a good game as well. The rest of the team did not play as well. Reggie Jackson, who's also been on fire lately, was only 4 of 13. Uh, All shots were from three-piece land, though, 4 of 7 from that distance for 13 points. Taking the place in the starting lineup, you know, I have to get my Luke Kennard dig in. Luke Kennard started in place of Kawhi, 18 minutes, 1 out of 3. Uh, his only basket was from three-point range. Scored three points. Thank you very much, Luke Kennard, for showing up. Thank you very much for playing. Uh, the rest of the Clippers, though, uh, no one played particularly well. Patrick Patterson, though, actually did in only 14 minutes. Six of eight from the field. Five of seven from three-piece land. Sometimes he seems to be the forgotten guy on this team. But uh, he showed up in this game. Uh, 18 big points. Rajon Rondo scored 10 points uh, himself. But again, valiant effort by the Clippers and uh, coming back from a 17-point deficit in the first quarter, losing to arguably uh, one of the top two teams, or I guess you can say three in the East, with Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and some will say Milwaukee. We'll see. We'll see how that all shakes out. Again, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, I like the way the Miami Heat is playing. I think that's a dangerous team that team comes together, you know, look out East. You know, they have that uh, championship fever. They lost in the uh, championship series last year, of course, against the Lakers. And uh, they may have something to prove. So they have plenty of playoff experience. And I think they're going to go a little bit further than some people may think, even though they're hovering around the 500 mark. But again, nice effort by the Clippers in the game against Philadelphia, 106-103 loss, breaking their seven game. Um, winning streak. Um, what a way to come back and start a new streak to play against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, who, of course, are not very good. They have a 15-42 and 42 record. That's one of those teams that, you know, you're thinking, are they ever going to be any good? You got Carl Anthony Towns. He's a great player. Anthony Edwards, up-and-coming player. I think he's going to be a superstar one day. Other than that, you really have nothing on that team. Wouldn't be surprised if those two cats end up uh, playing somewhere else when their contracts are up. 
when they become free agents, so on and so forth, to uh, get out of Minnesota. But uh, right now, they play for the Timberwolves, and that's really all that they have to offer. The Clippers just basically ran them out of the gym at one point holding a 34-35 point lead somewhere around in there in the third quarter. And at that particular point, going into the fourth quarter, the Clippers pretty much emptied their bench uh, down the stretch. But Kawhi Leonard came back in this particular game. He was 6 out of 11 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3. Peace Land scored 15 points. Good game by him, uh, you know, coming back. And Paul George, of course, continues his uh, very, very good play, 9 out of 17. 4 out of 9 from 3. Peace Land. He is shooting the ball very, very well. I tell you, this guy looks like he's on a mission, man. I don't know. He he wants to get that taste out of his mouth from that that loss to Denver last year. Three games and one again. Clipper fans, I know you hate me. Just keep bringing that up. But, hey, if that's motivation for Paul George and the rest of the team, that's fine. If that's what your motivation is, that's, that's fine. I know Paul George, it has to be his motivation because he hears it all the time. And, um... You know, he wants to get that taste out of the mouth. He wants to win a championship. And the way this team is playing, um, I don't see why they can't win it. You know, if they're healthy, get everybody healthy, get a Baca back. And uh, now you got your team whole. And um, they're playing just as well as any other team in the uh, in the whole entire NBA. I, I've already said I don't think Utah is going to be uh, the, the Western Conference uh, representative. I definitely don't think Phoenix is going to be for sure. That 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 team is definitely not going to make it to the Western Conference Finals. Nothing against Phoenix, but I, they just don't have a playoff experience. I still think it would be the Clippers and the Lakers to meet in the Western Conference Finals or somewhere in the playoffs. And the survivor of those two will go on to win the NBA championship. In this game against Minnesota, again, uh, Zubak, you always mention him. It seems like he's always, again, he's five out of seven in this game. Only missed a couple of shots, scored 13 points, five out of seven from the field. And uh, Reggie Jackson, four of nine, he scored 13 points. You know, decent game from him. And uh, Marcus Morris Sr., seven out of 12, five out of seven from three-piece land. He continues, continues to play well, six rebounds. Kawhi Leonard had 11 rebounds, by the way, and eight assists. Forgot to mention that. He was two assists away from a triple-double. So he played well. And then, the, as, I, as I mentioned, the rest of the game, uh, late third quarter, going into the fourth, they pretty much emptied the bench. Patrick Patterson, uh, he got minutes. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, he got some minutes. Oturu got minutes. You know, Rondo played 15 minutes. That's one of those games where you can just save Rondo. He, he played 15 minutes, but you really didn't have to run him that much. T-Man, 22 minutes. Luke Kennard, 21 minutes in this game. Luke was five out of nine, three out of six from three-piece land. But again, it's one of those games where it's garbage time. You know, Luke Kennard shows up in garbage time, but uh, when it counts, it seems like that doesn't happen. So the Clippers, they just continue to roll. They continue to roll, continue to do their thing. There's only, I believe there's only like 13 or so games left in, um, in this particular season. So we're getting down to the uh, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Again, let's just hope all teams have all of their players for the playoffs, so we can finally put this to rest. Especially the Clippers and the Lakers. 
we can finally put this to rest. Who has the better team in L.A.? I cannot wait for the playoffs. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for LeBron James and A.D. to get back. Serge Ibaka, get back for the Clippers. Everybody healthy. Uh, Andre Drummond, you know, have uh, have him be healthy, 100% healthy. Uh, Dennis Schroeder of the Lakers, he's also, you know, nicked up. You know, nothing major, but, you know, hopefully he's healthy. And then, again, we can finally decide who is the better team in L.A. Is it the late show? The late joint, Laker Nation, or is it the Clip joint, Clipper Nation, Clipperholics? Let's find out, baby. L.A., every day, all day, Clippers, Lakers, Lakers, Clippers. Let's do it. I don't think any other teams in the West can beat them if both of these teams are healthy. So we will definitely find that out. And with that, basketball fans, and particularly you basketball fans in the L.A. area. I'm going to leave it right here. I'd like to thank you all for listening. I'd also like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network for putting on this show. And lastly, as I always say, we are still in this COVID environment, so make sure that you mask up, keep six feet social distancing, and uh, proper hygiene on your hands every day and all day. And get the vaccine, people. Uh, L.A. Ray got his vaccine, got my first shot. To get my second shot in a couple of more weeks. Let's get rid of this nasty COVID virus once and for all. And get more people in the fans, by the way. It's good to see around the NBA now you're starting to see fans uh, trickle back into these arenas. Uh, I believe the Staples Center is holding about maybe 2,000 fans. Uh, Miami seems like they had seemed like they had a whole lot more fans than that. I think some of them, some of these arenas are holding maybe up to 5,000. It just feels uh, really good to hear, um, you know, fans, you know, instead of the fake noise, you're hearing the real noise. That is really, really, really promising. So again, going to leave that with you. And until the next episode of LA Courtside, peace.